Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia, on the socials, go there, join the militia. You're going to hear from us, and we're going to hear from you as we give our predictions. Uh, Syracuse at UConn. We'll turn to the socials for you once we give ours uh, after the preview. But a couple things first to uh, clean house with. First of all, the Spotify Live app, okay? This is the app. You do not have to download this thing and, and get in the, the green room, what they call it, and request to speak. You can sit there. You can listen live. We are going to do, uh, for the preview show, we're going to do the picks on there. And for the recap show or the postgame show, we are going to do the fan feedback, okay? Both of those involve all of you. We appreciate all of you for listening. And so it's a way to interact with us. You can, uh, if you don't want to request to speak, that's fine. You can get in there like David did last episode and ask a question or give your comment. And I'll read them as they come through or we'll discuss them. So it's a good way to interact. Just download the app. Go to Apple, uh, the iTunes store or the uh, Google Play store and download that thing. It's free. Sign up. Just need an email address and a username and a password. You can find us, obviously, at Cuse Militia and join us there. So um, that's the first thing. The second thing is, so we had some technical issues on the <laughs> last episode. What happened, to, what <laughs> happened was uh, I, I always – so we start the show. And I've got – on my mixer, I have, to, I have to pick which channel I want to record. Well, I always just record the master channel, which is everything. Next to the master channel is, 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 the, is the intro and the close only, and that comes out of one channel. So I picked that channel on accident. So the only thing that recorded through the whole show was the intro and the close. And so I had, no, I had nothing else. And so um, about halfway through the coach montage in the last episode, I was like, oh, crap, I don't have the backup going. So I started the backup. Thank God I started the backup when I did. So we had, I had to go back through and redo the open and record the, record the coach montage. And that's all I did. Obviously, that was all I did. Because everything or most everything that Joe and I said after the show was included in, was included in the episode. So a little bonus content. And I, when I opened up, so I don't get notifications on Twitter, Joe. And when I opened up Twitter and I saw all the messages, I'm like, man, well, people love the show. 
People loved it. Give, <laughs> you know, give them what they want. Can't wait to go tonight. And I start reading them. I'm like, oh, crap. My heart dropped in my stomach. Okay? Because God only knows what we say after the show most of the time. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I quick... I quick went to uh, the episode after reading a few of these, uh, some of them from last night, some from this morning, because I don't get notifications, so I was just checking it. And it was tame. I apologize for the F-bombs, but trust me, that was tame, okay? So, uh, anyways, uh, I, I mean, I could just only th- think out of that it was what it was. So, anyway, yeah. um, but they kept coming. Hey, did you guys know? Yes, I did not know, but we know now. And uh, it's going to stay there. So anyways, um, appreciate, I appreciate those of you who did try to give me the early heads up last night, but I was not paying attention to Twitter last night. So anyways, all right, let's get into football-related things. First, before we talk about UConn, Joe, so the injuries, as everybody already, already knows now, as far as Stefan Thompson and Chris Elmore are season-ending, According to Coach, you could tell if you listen to his press conference, he was just any other day without that, he would be elated during that press conference. Yeah. He was very, he just did not seem like he wanted to be there. There was no jokes. There was um, short, sweet answers. Most of it, he didn't elaborate on anything. You know, if you know Coach and watch his press conferences, that was, you could tell he didn't want to be there. So, not good. Um, you know, he, he was quoted as, as saying in the press conference, the biggest improvement for a football team is between the first game and the second game, okay? You got some injuries. You're finding out who you are. You know, you're going on the road. Um, you know, all these things. And it's kind of like the next man up type stuff. He did not say any one specific person was going to be playing. He did say, however, that basically, long story short, short the, the cream's going to rise to the top, right? So, I uh, would talk about, I think we talked about um, a little bit last episode about Maximilian Mang, right? And um, McDonald. So, those two you would think are in the running and they're on the, they're on the first team roster, are they not? Depth chart, yeah, the first depth team depth chart that came out, yeah. And there yeah, was... So- yeah, so go ahead, Joe. Elaborate on that. No, oh, I was just gonna say, just Chris Elmore. Um, honestly, like when I watched the replay of Chris Elmore, I thought, thought that he was done. Especially how I saw how he had to get off the field and, and go to the locker room that way. Um, Stephon Thompson, I was hoping was gonna be more of like a sprain, and you know maybe uh, after three or four or five weeks and then a bye week or something, he'd be able to come back in the you know in the meat of the of the schedule. So I think that that's, they're both going to be big hits. Obviously it goes toward our depth, but like we alluded to last uh, podcast, you know, it's a situation where I think that we, you know, our depth looks a little bit deeper than, than normal. And, uh, you know, Derek McDonald is definitely the, you know, the guy that they're showing in the depth chart for UConn that's going to take the spot. But also as we saw in last game, you know, they're going to, I mean, we have depth to where they move guys in and out. So, I mean, there's only a lot of guys that have a lot, a lot of opportunities because Stefan Thompson, he demanded a lot of reps. So those are a lot of plays, uh, special teams and a defense that we're going to have to make up. And it's probably not just going to be made up between one player. No, and he, he, he definitely kept fresh legs out there, as you mentioned in the last show. 
with rotating guys. So <clears throat> that sucks. It's a huge hit. It's one mm-hmm. big hit on each side of the ball. And, you know, it's a situation where we hope to see him next year. And, um, I mean, I guess that's if you're looking at the bright side of things, you know, you can have, you can have these guys back hopefully next year. I mean, if oh, the, yeah. the, 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 there's nothing else really to say about it. It sucks. It's a huge hit. But it's the first game of the season. You know, this didn't happen. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Happen at the very in the very middle of the season or towards the end of the season when you're trying to finish strong or anything like that. Like, and it doesn't make it better, but I'm saying we've got this time. You, you, you got a couple easier games, right? We're going to go to UConn, and then we're going to play Purdue at home. And then, which isn't easy. No, it's just not easy, but then we're, we're, we got Virginia at home and then Wagner. Mm, it's just not easy. And, but yes, no. I understand what but, you're saying. But then we got the break, right? So... There's there's time to figure it out is all I'm saying. So, anyways, it's just it's it's just to say immediately like oh you know out for the season. It's just unfortunate. Oh, it's you know? a huge and, hit to say that, right? Like I didn't expect uh, both of them to be uh, out the whole season. No, me either. And as Syracuse fans, though, we've kind of become used to dealing with injuries, and uh, I think that you know with this coaching staff and with the players on the team, I think that you know just week one, I feel like they've proven that they're going to be better at um, filling the spot of the guy that's gone and also as far as the coaching wise standpoint putting these players in better positions to be successful so we'll know a lot more after purdue i don't know how much connecticut's going to show us but we'll know a lot more i think after Mm. purdue and the other thing is that i remember when we were down to our fourth string running back and we're like oh this is gonna be great (laughs) sean tucker sean tucker comes out of nowhere so there is that you know, it's the next man up mentality. These guys are chomping at the bit for the opportunity. They think they're good enough. You know, they, they want to get in there. They're not worried about um, having to be in the in the big spotlight. They want it. And they're in there. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Like there was nothing that was going to happen in Springer in the preseason that was going to put any of these linebackers over Stefan Thompson. Stefan Thompson. Right. Yeah. So now all of a sudden you got guys that maybe. They thought, you know, I'm just going to do my best or, you know, who knows? Maybe they didn't push themselves as much because you knew that you weren't going to be the starter. Well, now it's up for grabs. So, I mean, there's not it's not too often that, you know, a spot like that just pops up and someone's going to have to take it and run with it. So uh, Derek McDonald, he played a good enough game the, the first week to prove that he at least or, you know, give him the chance to, to be the first man up and taking that spot now that we know what's going on. Um, but that doesn't mean he's locked in there. He's going to have to fight. And if he makes mistakes, it's just a spot for somebody else. And to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, I think that 
as Syracuse fans, we were all thinking that Mikel Jones is going to be gone, and we really didn't know about the other linebackers, and hopefully he'll be back next year. But this is also much-needed experience for these young guys, who, which we're probably going to have to rely on next year. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what happens. Wish him the best. I have confidence, especially uh, McDonald, who you know, he, 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 I do he too. Well. Just not overconfidence. Not overconfidence, no. And like Coach always says, and I probably I think he probably said it during the press conference. You know, he doesn't Most want likely. these guys to be uh, occasionally great but consistently good. So we all know what he's looking for. The consistency. Yep. So, anyways, all right. Hey, the all-time series between the Orange and the Huskies sits at six and five in favor of UConn. Uh, Syracuse is currently on a three-game win streak between 2012 and 2018. It's kind of funny. The two teams first met in 2004 when UConn joined the Big East. Paul Pascalini was coach, and SU uh, was SU's head coach, and they won that game 42 to 30. And then the last time the t- um, the teams played in the Big East, Paul Pascalini was coaching UConn and uh, Doug Marone was coaching the Orange and Syracuse won that game as well so uh, the Huskies they do have a new coach and Jim Mora and you know he's got quite the resume yeah quite the resume in uh, the NFL and stuff so uh, after a 1-11 season last year uh, they finished 129th out of 130 FBS teams in um, total offense and 123rd in total defense so they currently sit at one and one so far this year uh, with the loss to Utah State and the win this past Saturday over Central Connecticut. And they had a couple moves on their roster. I don't know what they I don't know what they mean. So I'm not even gonna get into that. If Joe knows anything about it, I I'll leave that up to him. But we talked about the game against Utah State where they did go up by a quick fourteen at the beginning of that game and ended up blowing it. Um, the other thing is they do have a freshman, a, a true freshman QB, right, Joe? He's a true freshman. Um, yeah. Uh, Zion Turner, who was not predicted to be in that spot, but um, not doing a terrible job thus far. And then Nathan Carter, who's their bell cow running back, and he's a sophomore. He's out of Rochester, New York. So I thought that was interesting. Um, what else can you tell us, Joe? Kind of like So whenever I do this, just so everybody knows, like I go to the biggest blog and then I search – UConn football 247, UConn football SB Nation. Okay, those are the two I do. And you usually get something, but, dude, they are, they are either behind on their bloggers. I know the labor market's tough, but damn. They have nothing leading into this game so far, even after their, their coach's press conference, Joe. So uh, what did you finagle for the fellas and ladies listening? Uh, yeah, I mean, so when it comes to the players, uh, like you said, um, Zion Turner, a true freshman, uh, wasn't even supposed to be the, the starter. Taquan uh, Roberson was a uh, four-star running back that transferred from Penn State, got hurt the first game against um, Utah State. And, yeah, they um, have kind of struggled ever since he kind of was out. I think that uh, they had some things that were working against Utah State, and once Utah State figured them out, and made them do what they're not good at doing, then they kind of, you know, caught up and ran away with it a little bit. Um, and then Utah State lost to Alabama 55 to nothing this past week. So just to give you kind of a – but um, looking at it, the one thing I did see, I mean, looking at Central Connecticut State, one thing that stood out with basically both of the first two games is that UConn had three turnovers in both games. Uh, against Utah State, they had two fumbles and an interception. 
And against Central Connecticut State, they had two interceptions and a fumble. Um, so they're averaging, obviously, three turnovers a game. But um, after this past week, when we had three turnovers against Louisville, um, that's one thing to look for, uh, for sure. Um, but also, like you said, Nathan Carter, man, I mean, this guy's got 313 yards on 43 carries, mm-hmm. um, albeit Seven just eight. one touchdown. But it's a 7.3 average. And, yeah. Um, you watch him, and, and he's got speed. He's got elusiveness. He is a sophomore. It's his second year. Um, but, I mean, you gotta you got to make them pass, man. I mean, that's just, just what you got to do. Uh, that's what uh, Central Connecticut State tried to do, and they got some turnovers over it. And uh, Cyan Turner doesn't seem to be um, a dual-threat quarterback. It uh, looks like he's only got, what, 12 carries for 28 yards. So it's not like he's a, a dual-threat type guy. And I believe that they're – you know, their leading receiver has 89 yards. So they don't have a lot of passing yards in the season. And looking back at the Utah State game, because, I mean, that's the only comparable, you know, team that we can really look at as far as Syracuse goes. I mean, they gave up like five, 540-something yards against them. I think it was 280 through the air, 260 through the ground. Um, I just see this as a game where we just have too much. Um, you know, I think that we could keep it simple, keep it basic, run the same kind of stuff we ran against um, – Louisville, and I still think that it would work. And as far as on uh, defense, um, you know, you got to make a pass. You, know, you got to blitz. You got to spy Nathan Carter. Make sure that that running back, because uh, like unlike Malik Will or sorry Malik Cunningham, <laughs> I mean that guy's a, a, a dual threat quarterback. In so is Garrett Trader. Yes, he is. You're absolutely right. <laughs> But what I'm saying is he had 13 carries for 34 yards, right? So if a, a dual-threat quarterback, is that's what his stat line is against us, um, then I only see a little bit more. Like I'm not going to lie. I, I see them keep putting Deuce and Garrett on an island, bringing people up. I mean, they might start a little vanilla to see how good this running back and this offensive line really is and what they can do. But I just don't see this team having a personnel. I mean, I know they got some transfers coming in, and Jim Moore Jr. is a big name. He's coached, uh, I think, head coach at UCLA. He's coached in the NFL. Yeah, and went to U- UCLA and then went to the NFL for a little bit, right? Or was it the other way around? It was one of one of the two. I think he went to the you, NFL and then went to UCLA. Right, but he's he's have he has a bunch of experience, and I mean, I don't know, maybe he can turn this thing around, but. With that initial, you know, injury to take take on Roberson, which probably would have changed the season for all intents and purposes. Like, it's a situation where right now, when where we're playing them, I mean, they're really one dimensional. They're really one dimensional, and I really don't think that their defense has, has got enough to change or to to challenge what what we have to what you spoke of last um, podcast when you talk about. Tucker can run, Schrader can run, Schrader can pass. It's just Tucker we have so catch. many ways. Yeah. We have so many ways to beat you. And, I mean, I look at us as a better team than Utah State. And, I mean, you saw what they did. And if they actually had all their crap together from the beginning, they probably would have ran away with it by more than what they did at 31-20. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of players' names to throw out there. There's not a lot other than Nathan Carter – and, you know, obviously you want to always talk about the quarterback, but um, I just don't see this team as somebody who's a team that's got personnel. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, I don't really see the fan base 
I don't see a situation where UConn is filling up the stadium and they're going to have a 12th man to where it affects our, our offense and our play. So, um, I mean, anything can happen in his football, but that's really where I'm at right now. We stop the run, then we'll be okay. Minus if we just completely crap the bed, it makes way, way, way too many mistakes. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <clears throat> you know, when we were, when I first started, when I first watched, I watched UConn take their first snaps of the season, and I was thinking, oh man, oh, they kind of look decent. But with the take one, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I don't really know what they can do other than, like you said, run Carter. And let's be honest, I mean, he seems like a really good running back. He and, does, and he's from Rochester, so yeah. I'm kind of wondering what, what, you know, WCF. What hap- yeah, yeah, like what happened exactly? <laughs> I thought the same thing do, when I looked it up. How but, do we let him skip over Syracuse and get all the way to UConn from Rochester? Right? I don't know, but expect you know he's got a long of 52 so far this year. I mean, expect something out of Carter. I don't think he just gets bottled up like the way we were able to do to Malik Cunningham. I just. Malik Cunningham was rattled. I mean, you know, all, yeah, all, but, the, the but fans did back. that. But here's, here's the other thing, though. They had more time to prepare for Malik Cunningham. I mean, they prepared for Malik Cunningham for weeks. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. A running back compared to a quarterback. I and, understand, exactly. That's kind of my point. And, and their quarterback doesn't run. Well, okay. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a And different. I really don't see these, these receivers having the same type of talent as the receivers at Louisville. And I think we got corners that can just lock them up. So even if... You know, Carter does break a couple, which, I mean, Tyon Evans, he broke a, a, a touchdown, a long touchdown. So it can happen. He did it against our first team before Stephon Thompson even got hurt. I mean, it can happen. You can break it. He's fast. He's elusive. I mean, it's not like he's a trash running back. It's just you don't really have the players around him right now to really be able to, you know, compete and dominate a game like this, in my opinion. But, I mean, I just don't see a situation where Mikel Jones lets that happen. Okay. The right. way, the way, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I just don't see enough on the board. And I'm just saying that based upon, obviously, and it's not an overreaction. I, you know, I, I don't, just, I don't I either. I really don't think that the UConn is really that good of a team. And I think they needed that quarterback. Like, UConn was in a situation like we were, you know, post-Greg Robinson era where we just could not let a quarterback get hurt. And here we go. So right. they're on the up and up. They're on a rebuild. Um, but I just don't see them challenging us. Unless, Not year one. Again, like I said, like I said, I mean, you can make mistakes. And you can come in lackadaisical and a team can jump on you. So, I mean, that thing that that, that can happen. But I just don't see the, this coaching staff letting this team. You know, I just think this team's way too, way too determined. I think they knew they were better than who they, what they were last year. And they're just they're just out here. Can't wait and chop to the chop of the bit to just prove everybody wrong. All right. Well, you know what time it is, so we shall revisit last week's game, where I had thirty-one twenty-eight. Uh, I thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. Turned out only Syracuse scored kind of high. So, Joe, you had thirty-four twenty-eight. So just off by three buddy just mm-hmm. off by three so i'll take that one and oh me um dude i didn't i mean huh good on good on both of us of like getting close to where where Hughes was like, gonna score as far yeah. as the amount of points but like 
nobody, I think, saw the seven coming. So. No, absolutely not. And I think if I if I thirty one, yeah, thirty one, and and Syracuse scored thirty one. So yeah, I got it. I got Syracuse score exactly. That's pretty good. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> So Pat yourself this, on the back, John. Come on. This one's up. a little harder, though. Even though we had, even though yeah, we both kind of had the similar similar deal. We we're going for the same type of thing. I feel like this one's a little bit more difficult because, yeah. At what point do you swap? Start swapping players out? Is there? Is you know what? I mean, you know what's what's going to happen, right? So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm going to say, uh, I think Syracuse goes on the road. They handle business. Uh, I'm pretty confident about it. Um, I think they they need this. Just starting two and zero would be great. I don't care who it's against, uh, especially if you got at least one road game in there. So, I'm gonna say forty five to seventeen. And there's a garbage there's a garbage time touchdown in there somewhere for UConn, and that's 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 the only reason they get to seventeen is because of some garbage. So okay. I didn't want to go, uh, dude. I wanted to go fifty. I have I had it crossed. I crossed. No, it out. I had fifty one okay. seventeen. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to. That's close to my score. Okay. All right. That's close to my score. I just, I don't see a way they don't go 2-0. You don't just beat Louisville like that and then just mess your whole season up by going into UConn and losing. Um, Exactly. So I just, I don't see an offense that can deal with this defense. And honestly, I mean, barring a crazy injury, like, I don't see this defense stopping the things that our offense can do. So <clears throat> I hate doing this. I hate, I hate it because something like this happens and then we end up losing an ugly game 21 to 10. Right. But I'm going 52, 14 and it's okay. just, it's just what I'm feeling. I just don't see this defense stopping us. I mean, unless we stop ourselves, I can't imagine us coming out and having the drops and the, the pre-snap penalties that we had. So I just, I only see an offense going against a lesser defense and cleaning up the things that they did to score more. So, okay. And I know it's a big number, but no, that's fine. I, I agree. I just that my thing was, is when does our offense slow down because personnel changes? That's all. I just factored. I just factored. Thing is, is I don't know if it does. I mean, you're possibly right. I mean, you could be possibly right. I mean, they they might not change it. There's there's guys right underneath them that are waiting. The Umari Hatchers, the Quint Allens, the Jawan Prices, the Carlos Del Rio Wilsons, and there's and there's linemen that we know were this close, this close to being right there. I mean, there's guys still in the second part of, you know, number twos on the depth chart on the offensive line that that are coaching staff was comfortable switching out in and so and we were playing twos and threes on defense so i mean honestly i don't i don't know if there's much of a difference you see you think we see carlos Everett wilson i think it's totally possible yeah i mean yeah i think I there's a chance he could play the whole fourth quarter yeah well there you go yeah, yeah. i mean that would be all i mean if we're in that type of situation that would be that'd be glorious you yeah, know. well, I'm sure there's the fans that want to pad people's stats and stuff like that because this is a Pat Stadden type of yeah stat padding. Yeah, yeah. What did you <laughs> say? Yeah, yeah. I got you. I, I said, knew. I heard it. I heard it correctly. By the way, Joe. Pat Stadden. <laughs> I heard yeah. it correctly. Well, the Quint Allen too. I mean, you know, you get 
you you see you kind of see what this kid can do. I mean, if he if we get in a situation where you know Carlos Del Rio comes in for the whole fourth quarter, I expect to see him too get some burn oh, yeah. in that, and mm-hmm. that that could be fun to watch too. Some younger receivers, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. yeah. So, um, all right, so those are our picks. They'll probably still score. And well, yeah, I mean, I think so. I think so. So I'll go to Twitter first. Come on, this damn thing. Hold on. All right, here we go. I got to leave this thing plugged in. All right. Our boy, at OLQs on the Twitter. Um, <laughs> if you remember, I'm just now reading these. If you remember the last episode, uh, our buddy Captain Patrick, he, he, he put a score, but he didn't pick the winner. So this time he made it clear. Uh, 44 to 10. It's obvious who I'm picking, Sean. Okay. <laughs> UConn? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm well, just playing. UConn, it's obvious. <laughs> 44 to 10 cues for our buddy Captain Patrick. You know, he drinks a lot of the bourbon, so I don't know. Maybe it was a late night for him last time. Who knows? Uh, at If Not Now When, 84, our buddy Michael, 56 to 3 cues. Not even close, and I bet the defense gets at least one TD. There's a, That's something I didn't mm. factor into my score. I like that. I like that. Um, let's see. At... Let's just call her Lynn. I don't know. Bebueno? Orange Bebueno? Uh, Q's 40. UConn 17. Okay. Uh, At semi-average rigs, 62 to 6. They actually have a a below half half decent squad this year. I think talking about um, UConn. This one, this one kills me. Jeff, uh, what's this handle here? At Jeff... Abramo. Too early for an official score to pick for me, but leaning towards picking a win. Jeff, dude, come on. I put this up last night. If you guys don't know, usually do the pick'em show on Tuesdays, right, Joe? Tuesdays and Sundays. Post-game, pre-game. Correct? Look, if you got a tough time with this game, I don't know what you're going to do with the rest of the season. Right? At throwing that out there. Let's just call him Charlie. 42 to, set, 42 to 14, Syracuse, Robert on Twitter, 69 to 3, Cuse. Uh, at Michael R 38, 48, 49 to 13, Syracuse. If Cuse contains running back Carter, then it will be a massive blowout at, let's see, the cursed Cursola. Okay. Um, these Twitter handles get me. Get me every time. At, no, it's fun. I don't know about this one. And I said I wasn't do the ones full of hyperbole, but um, Matt is in the green room. So we'll talk about his. Uh, at Matt underscore Sherman 52. 444 to nothing. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that's Syracuse. Uh, our buddy Cuse Waterboy, 45 <laughs> to 13, Syracuse at NAC 351, Cuse 31, Yukon 13. Our buddy Noah, 1,427 to zero. Okay. Jeez. That's a high score. Uh, at Ash Thompson, 457, 33 to 17. Okay. Got another 44 to nothing by uh, Tyler J. Okay. And um, let's see. Zach on Twitter, 36 to 20. See how this, I'm, I'm really looking for ones that are close to ours. That's where, that's why I'm, that's why I'm searching. Yeah, but those are close. Cause I feel like these games are like, I feel like there's a threshold, right? 
Because it's very hard for me to be like, okay, if it's a close game, we don't take out our starters. Is UConn really going to score more than Louisville? Considering they gave up three turnovers to damn Central Connecticut State, like they're going to turn the ball over. There's going to be big plays. I don't see them stopping our offense. Only way that they score more than what Louisville did is if we're over 40 and we pull the starters. I mean, that's – I don't know. That's just me. That's, that's me. That's kind of how I f- factored it in. I think there's some garbage time points by UConn. I think by the time – That's they, the only way they score more than what Louisville did, in my opinion. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, okay, let's go to Facebook real quick. Phil, 34 to 3. Mary, 31 to 13. Syracuse, both of those were Cuse wins. Jim, 42 to 12. Cuse wins. I kind of like the 42 to 12. That's a, that's right? a good one. It's, yeah, this, you know, it's reasonable. Not letting them in the end zone, sounds like. You're there. They missed two extra points. Alex, <laughs> going to, that's possible too. Alex, mm-hmm. <laughs> going to take Cuse, 35 and UConn, 24. I'd like to hear the reasoning behind that one. That's your brother, by the mm. way. David. Yeah, I know. <laughs> David. Orange 31, Huskies 10. Jimbo, 2 to nothing. Cuse in overtime. Okay. Uh, a couple more here. Jason Butler, uh, 45 to 13. And Thomas, 38 to 13. Both of those, Syracuse. Okay. They're, I mean, a lot of those are really close to what we had for the most part, especially Jason, 45 13. I had 45 17. Okay. All right. 50. 52-14. And, yeah, you had 52-14. So, um, yeah, it's good. I think uh, a lot more optimism after week one, as should be expected, right? And, um, you know, getting a road game in. And the Purdue game, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, this will bring even a little bit more momentum into the Dome. I think they, the crowd made such a difference yeah. against but Louisville. Just- some of those scores is interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah, your brothers like, interest mean, me the most. 35 to 24? You're absolutely right. I almost feel like I have to have a conversation with him. But, like, <laughs> I, just to see where he's coming from, because, I mean. Right, that's why I said I wanted to explain it. Yeah. Some of this stuff is almost apprehension. I mean, uh, like, so much. Almost everybody came into the season being looking at UConn as a win and looking at, at Wagner as a win. So you come in, and I. There's probably a lot of people that didn't think we were going to beat Louisville week one and probably looked at it as a must win if we wanted to get a bowl game. But we come in and we play that type of game. And I mean, after that, I mean, we already thought that we were going to beat UConn, but then they beat Louisville like that. And you still think in 35, 24, like I don't it doesn't register or, with me or uh, 31, 13, Mary, 31, 10, Dave. <sighs> I mean, I can still I mean, if we just have an off day or maybe it's raining and it's windy, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, it is in yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. It, yeah, and it is in Connecticut, but I just still don't see a situation where look at all the penalties, look at all of the missed like catches, drops, but yet I don't think we had a three and out like we talked about. Dominic, 51 we, to three. That's another high one. We that's a good one, yeah. I mean, but we lived on the brink of three and outs the past couple of years, right? Like, yeah, or just to not have three a and three and out against that type of opponent, yeah. Even after all the pre snap drop, like or pre snap penalties, like really, and all the drops, like, and we still overcame that to not have a three and out, and we still probably should have scored way more points than what we did. We could, 
could have anyway, but we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Like, to think that we're going to do that against a UConn defense and then let a UConn offense that's not as good as Louisville by any means come in there and score more than, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you said, it's all off season. We're up for this. This team's been waiting to play against Louisville at the Dome and to get that whole thing. You, so, you don't get any more prepared for a team than that one. Right. Understandable. But UConn doesn't give you a full week's worth of Either You run out of stuff prepping. You run out of stuff prepping for a UConn. You know? I mean, what do you do? You know? There's only so much you can do because they only have so much so many weapons that's why and and i think i said it i know i said it to you and i don't know if i said it on the show or if i just if i said it to you in passing but like that's why i I loved louisville as the first game of the season because they had they needed time to prepare for that you know it's gonna be their defense can line up just like they're playing they're playing against louisville and be perfectly fine with you can oh exactly perfectly fine absolutely i believe that that's a good point um all right here we go dom Dominic's in the green room. Dominic, Dominic, maybe he wants to explain his prediction. Let's see Hold what on. Dominic has to say. Yeah, I think we're going to take a break. Here we're going to take a break. We're all going to get <laughs> stretched out and prepared. And uh, I want to cramp up. We'll give Dominic his. Dominic, you got you got three minutes. All right. You there? Hello. This stupid app. <laughs> How you guys doing? Good, good. What's up, Don? Hey, I'm good. Um, all right, I'll be quick. Um, I got – they're going to score at least 31 points, and the spread's 20. So I just added them together. That's really how wow. I got it. I know that sounds really stupid, but we are really – we're. I, I can't imagine not putting 50 up against them. They're, and yep. I, I just – I mean, I heard – I listened to the guy in Axe's show today – that does the, the 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 radio for UConn, and he's saying, "Oh, our D line so so. Oh, our secondary so so. Our strength is the linebackers. May have a NFL player there. So so so. After what I saw against against Louisville, yeah, we're 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 going to score against them. And then you you hear the guys on the ACC network talk talk about the the three three five. Even the um the coach, the guy that was at Miami and Georgia, um." I forget his name. He he's he's like I hate defending. I hate planning my offense against that defense. Mark Richt. Mark Richt. And so you have a freshman quarterback at UConn, right? Who was the backup, and now trying to go up against probably has never seen anything like that with the speed and the swarming before. I don't care if they have the nation's leading rusher right now, or and the, it, that doesn't really matter right now. Um, they're they're probably I, I would be surprised if they scored three points, but it's still college football. They may you never know. So I it, I saw some of those those scores on on your pages, guys. I don't people are just pessimistic. These just I think, have fun. I think like Joe said, it's a little apprehension. You know, Jim forty two twelve. I mean, some of them are a little closer than I think, but we you know who, who the hell knows? Dave forty one ten. because there's a lot of them that are really close to what we have, Joe. And what you oh, have, yeah. Dominic. But there's also been situations in the past where they have one good game and then there's kind of uh, getting overconfident and people have got bit. So I think that really with Dino, it's just been kind of hard, hard to trust after one game. So there's some fans that are apprehensive and they want to see it more than one game. And like Coach said, the biggest improvement for a football team is between the first and second game. 
Right. Well, UConn had their second game. And, and I mean, I, I don't know how many of your listeners are in Syracuse. So I'm assuming that the, the afternoon drive, they're probably listening to Axe. And the guy, you know, from Connecticut was like, yeah, th- don't let that score fool you. We, we didn't play that well. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it, it, it's, it's just, it, you know, usually our first game is against a UConn. And so I think that's why people are a little apprehensive. This was Louisville. This was, even if you want to say middle middle ground ACC team, that our defense just dismantled, and let our our offense hang around with a lead long enough to where they exploit how well our our defense really was. So, I I, I can't see our at least our defense even scoring at seven points on on their own. So, I don't know, but um. Yep, that's that's it, guys. Wow, very Dominic. I like this. I like this. This there. short, sweet, to the point. You're clear. Yep. I can hear you. You're audible. You're audible. You're, there's no vehicles running in the background. No, I'm home from work. I'm in my I'm I'm in my bedroom, <sighs> ready ready for my day off tomorrow. This is great. Nice, fantastic. Yep. Well, no, dude, yep. and that point's not hard to. The point, point's not hard to drive home. You know, it's just I think there's just a lot more fans than just us that need to see it over that. But there's probably a lot of fans in the middle there that just really don't know UConn and how good or bad they are, right? So, yeah, so, well, do your homework. I mean, it's not that hard. And I'm not disparaging your listeners. I'm really not. But it's sounds like it. it well, you know, th- don't be low, low, low information voter here. <laughs> hey, man, look. If you learned anything the past couple of years, people don't do their own research. They listen no, to other people. No, so. no, And you know what? Speaking of which, myself, did you hear I Sam Hartman? I doing more and more because, you know, I'm, you guys are living my dream. This is what I want. I, I want to start getting into the podcast world. So I've been I've been doing more homework and listening more and and, and reading more more stuff. So that that could be why I'm, I'm talking less. If, if you ever. My brain is really full. Oh, well, OK. All right. Well, good. That's good <laughs> to get perspective. And yeah. one thing you don't want to do in 300 and it took us 375 episodes to do it. But um, don't leave audio in. That's not supposed to be there. <laughs> okay, that's a big I, no, no. I was listening to that. I was delivering mail on my route, listening to it yesterday. And uh, I, I work the holiday, and I'm listening to it, and I'm delivering a package, and I'm I'm almost f bombing the 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 uh, the movie theater because they're closed, and I got an Amazon package for them, right? And they'll, they're almost like, hey, Sean's doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I realized yeah. I lost my recording. I thought there's no feeling worse than feeling like you just did an hour show, a genuine hour show full of nice little morsels and you had a good time doing it. And yeah. then you think the audio is gone. Joe yeah. and I, well, when we first started doing this, Joe and I actually recorded a show. thought we did. Didn't record <laughs> the show. It was like a 45 minute show. I said, Joe, I got bad news, bro. That did not record. Do you have time to do it again? And he's like, I guess we have a choice. I'm like, not really. <laughs> so we sat down and we did the whole show again. Those things happen. Yeah. Well, it, it uh, it, we are in our infant stages, so when when I'm ready, when we're ready to do like a, a pilot, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know talk to you guys and and get your recommendations just on gear, microphones, if you need fancy headphones or anything, and and uh, depends you know, on if my, you want to sound professional or if you don't. 
Dude, you guys are great. I, let me tell you something. You guys, and, and where I grew up, I grew up, I could have swam to New York City from where I grew up in Jersey. You guys put on just a professional show. Oh, good for you. <laughs> you got, hey, I'm trying to give you guys a compliment. You're making fun of me. Hey, that's him, man. I don't have the radio, so. <laughs> uh, I felt like, okay, never mind. So you guys put <laughs> Sorry, on. Sorry, Dominic. You guys, when when I first started listening to you guys, I thought you guys went to went to Syracuse. I thought you guys were part of the communications program. Now. Stop it! I really did. No, I'm serious. Totally don't, dead serious. There was someone. There was a couple of people back in the day that thought we did this. This was our job. Yes. So, yes. Um, well, that, those well, are he, huge compliments. We appreciate so. it. If you ever want tips on equipment, <laughs> I will tell you what I got. And you yeah. know what? You could get everything. Pretty much everything that I have for. Probably less than six hundred bucks. I mean, if you have any questions about generators, then I'm your guy too because that's actually my job. There you go. My my daughter. I was talking to my daughter about it, and she's sixteen, and she goes, "Dad, we have apples. We have everything we need." Okay, it was very fun. That's true. There's probably something you could do through that. But yeah, um, yeah. Well, good luck, Dom. If you ever need anything, you have any questions, let us know. As always, uh, we love you. You're hey, one, you're one of the, about you're, my uh, my reporter on the street video, my my customer. The, did I didn't see it? see it. No, I did not. Dude, after after the ECU, after the ECU game, he was this dude was in rare form in his garage. Oh, okay. All right. I'll he, to, is and, it, what is it on? I Twitter? thought I, I thought I, I think I sent it to your your Facebook Messenger. He he. Oh, uh, okay. Well, he had a very another. large adult beverage in his hand, and I asked him if he went to the game. And he, he gave me a little synopsis. Oh, okay. And uh, he, he had to lean on the back of his truck. So, <laughs> so he was an ECU fan? Yeah. Oh, well, I no. live in Greenville. So it, it was no, it okay. was a dreary, no. rainy day. It was awful here. And uh, I, I you know what? I don't feel bad for the ECU fans after what they did on the socials to that kicker. It went to the point where a local restauranteer that I know here, he owns a Dominican restaurant. He owns maybe another I know he knows the Dominican restaurant. Um, he went on all his socials and was like, dude, this guy has parents and showed where his parents were like, like parts of like pirate groups on Facebook and Twitter, like just watching people like death threats to, to their kids. That's pathetic. That's un- yes. totally unacceptable. The, unacceptable. the broadcaster said something at the end of that game, um, just a note to the fans, something along the lines of a note to the fans. Just remembers this kid's this, this kid is a student athlete and he's, you know, well, part of the basically issue, like don't honest, don't do that. Part of the issue here, I'm, and I'm going to be honest, I don't mind a nice frothy adult beverage every once in a while. It was a noon game, and they mm. they opened the lots at seven instead of nine, and they let open container drinking on the street at seven in the morning. Well, I mean, so if I you can't control yourself, then you know, and people right. tailgate all day for the SU game or in, in multiple Dude. games. That's not a great example, but that that happens all the time. If you can't control hey, yourself, no, then you shouldn't they, go. They can't control. Google the Halloween parties that ECU has. It, it is, it's, it is, it is nuts here at Halloween to the point where, like Dale Ear- Ear- Earnhardt came here one year and left early, and he said in some interview, he goes, "Yeah, those are professionals. I, I, I'm not redneck enough for them." <laughs> Seriously, it's <laughs> not good. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, you have a good night. Uh, all right, Don. Thanks, man. Hey, Appreciate you, you buddy. Take care. You got it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. All right, let's see what else we got here real quick. Let's bring uh, our boy at F Not Now When 84. Michael. 
Are you there, Mike? Come on, dude. You can use my full name. <laughs> I, I I just found out that was you. So I, I was super excited when I found that out. Although I was like, that's one less person that listened to the podcast because I thought they were two separate people. But that's fine. That's fine. So you got two separate people. You're like, ah, I got but two, it, but it two really, people that listen to me. It really made sense because, I mean, obviously you knew that we used you in fan feedback quite a bit. And I never put it together. So anyways... Uh, what's up? Did you give us a prediction? I did actually. I did. Did I, I, did did I mention it? Three to three, dude. Okay, fifty-three to three. We're literally just gonna blow them out. I, I have no doubt. Okay. You know, even with the injuries, uh, honestly, Stefan Thompson's probably a little bit more uh, detrimental to the team than yeah. uh, Elmore. To yeah. be perfectly honest, that's nothing against but Elmore. It's nothing against him at all. But yes, no. I mean, we got we got guys to replace him. But like Elmore, Elmore is better on the sideline. To be perfectly honest, he's more like a coach. I mean, he's a, he's a good cheerleader over there for sure. I mean, it was going to be yeah, nice I to mean, see if he could play a full season at that spot and you know be be the main blocker there because. The dude's I don't an think animal. he's coming back, man. Oh, I don't think so either. I mean, I don't what do you so. mean next like, year? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they I mean, were talking about medical redshirting him. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, he's just, he's he's broken. Like, he's I mean, just, at this he, point, they need they, they need to put him together with Gorilla Glue and hope that it works out. I mean, he's had every <laughs> single damn every Gorilla Glue. And, uh, I'm, I'm calling, Joe, I'm calling it right now. So I was watching it, and I watched it a bunch of times. You know, I'm an orthopedic specialist. So ACL, yeah, right? didn't you go to didn't you go to Duke or something like that? I, did, yeah, a, I went to Duke for ACL, orthopedics. Right? Uh, no, MCL, guaranteed. Okay. Yeah, and and just the fact that he was not touched was and even it, more like went terrible. Up. It was a plant. Yeah, he literally just wasn't touched, and and uh, I'm I'm gonna say MCL just because of the way he moved afterwards. <clears throat> what but do you think about it, Stefan? Because he was grabbing the back of his knee. Uh, that's probably, yeah, that's probably no. a meniscal tear, but, um, see, I feel if it was know. meniscus, he, they, that he wouldn't be out for the season. Cause nowadays, meniscus uh, that's true. But I had a, I had a buddy yeah. that played soccer that had a meniscus had, had been replaced by It depends by a, on how bad the tear is, right? So yeah, like, I guess so. If yeah. you that's have a, his rolled back tear. into his calf. Yeah. If you have a lunate tear, you're, you, but if you have just like a quarter tear, um, they can repair that, and you'll be back in six to ten weeks. Are you going to be you know the I mean? Cuse Militia, official Cuse Militia um, doctor? I mean, I could be. There you go. I think we got one, I could Joe. be. I'm qualified. Well, I mean, look, he got – he got. it was one of those <laughs> – I don't know. He if one two way, cans out real. went the other way, right? Like, I'm too biased. <laughs> what injury was it that Victor Cruz had? Was it the patella? Oh, yeah, patella tear. Yeah. So that that's rough though because um, it, it tell us it tough to come the, back from. Yeah, it's a patellar tibial <laughs> tendon, and that I mean, you rip that and you're, dude. That it's huge. That's a huge one. I mean, it pretty uh, much ended it, Victor Cruz's career in the NFL. So I mean, well, he tried to come back, but then you know he was he was effed. Anyways, um, <laughs> what else? You, what else you got? Real quick, we got another minute. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, uh, so the, uh, the game overall, amazing. What'd you think about, what'd you think about, what'd you think about Garrett Schrader? Dude. Is it night and day? Totally different player. Yeah, that's what I thought. Totally different player. He was so much more accurate. And if we had, 
like even those uh, couple drops that the uh, the wide receivers had, dude, he was so much better, so much better. I saw uh, a, um, and his running was the same. So you. that's even. Yep. I, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and even yeah, running with a purpose, regardless. Yeah, he's a problem. He's a problem. Feet are a problem. He's I mean, a he huge is. problem. Yeah. yeah. So and I think I, a lot of it, dude. We can't give up. We can't. We can't discount the fact that Robert and I and Jason Beck. We can't do it. I mean, I thought that oh, just sure. see, seeing it from the beginning. I mean, just seeing the play calling and seeing what this. But these two guys came in and have changed with this offense, but then have not changed because they kept all the things that worked. It's just, it's amazing to me. And I thought it was, it was, it was eye opening. And you take those penalties away and those drops away. Well, that's, I'm sorry. That's what I'm going to be looking for. I think it's a different situation. The coach said well, in his press conference that they were being egged, egged on by the defense. Whatever the defense was doing was, was drawing them off sides. And I guess so, I mean, it wasn't the, a legal move, but it's something that couldn't be proven and the right, you know, type thing. So that's, there was a there was a couple of those penalties they probably could have like gone without or whatever. Like the refs could have like you know. Oh, there was a there, most of them, Michael. Though I saw before the legit. before the before the whistle went, I'm like, oh my gosh, again. So yeah, pre snap, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely. mean, they could have they could have just you know swept some under the rug like. Um, you know, uh, Sean Tucker's face mask that didn't get called. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, his head that was <laughs> atrocious. His whole head ripped back. That was the first was series right of the game, the too. Sideline right? judge. Like, how, yeah. yep. how is right that there. even not getting called? That's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, especially that's for just, a, that's That's you in the they, ACC, yeah, but we're used to that shit. Just I know. That. That's so true. <laughs> Unfortunately, it takes a lot to get there, but we're on so there. Sean, you, <laughs> You guys, you guys seeing maybe a five and zero, five and zero start? What do you um, think? I, I'm getting a little optimistic, but at the same time, I'm a, you I, know a little, you know, hesitant. I'm hesitant myself. I'm going to try to check out Purdue this week. Do they have a game this week? I'm sure they do, right? They wouldn't have a bye this early, so yeah. What are they one and one right now? What's that? Purdue did uh, did Purdue lose one? They, they lost only to played Penn State, so I mean, yeah, well, it was close. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Purdue's uh, going to be a problem, for sure. Yeah, that's the one that's that's that I got kind of pegged as a an L right now. In I still have it pegged as an L. Um, oh, but yeah. I want to. But I'm going to be a close an L. But I want to watch them. I want to watch them this weekend if I can if I can catch the game if I'm able to and just kind of just get an eye on it. Not well, that not that I got some kind of magic eye that I can make. A, extremely good analysis out of it but just for myself to kind of know what they what they're working with so. yeah well four o'clock on saturday they play at home against the indias indiana state sycamores so have fun oh jeez oh, crawl. that's not <laughs> going to show their, me much that's their d1 double <laughs> oh my yeah. god well that sucks but i'll still i'll still put my eyes on it for <laughs> a minute it's not going to tell but, you anything but, oh my but god it's, to, to answer your question though i don't see a five and all right now man i just think no. um i think we're on track I think we're on track for a four and one heading into uh, NC State after the bye, and I'm going to be happy with that. You know, if that's yeah, I'm just, I wish they were playing here, man. Me and Joe could go to the game. There you go. Oh yeah, only one is Wake Forest down here, so yeah, I'm going to that one. I mean, if we're, if, I'm, if we're not bowl eligible, I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. 
but oh, I think, but dude, come on. I think by not, then if we're going to either be, it's either going to be a situation we'll where we are. Edge. Yeah, I think we'll be on the edge. So I'm, I'm looking forward. I mean, I'm looking at it like I'm going to go for it. But I mean, I'm, I am like an inch away from saying I'm driving up to go to the Purdue game. So I'm going to the Notre Dame game. Mm. An inch so, away, he says. <laughs> and then so my uh my my sister works for the dome so uh she got me a couple tickets for the uh syracuse notre dame game so we're going to that Are you bragging? I got, like, six of them he's bragging. We're ready to go i'm bragging no look mike gets all the good tickets bro did you all know each other before <laughs> the podcast or does how did this happen i have to know now no you didn't. No. So, I, no, really, this I just was started from listening. the podcast. We actually we yeah. met at Wake Forest. You at so a, you at, yeah. a, at a Wake Forest game. So you met at a game and and yeah. and, and he said, "Are you Joe from Cuse Militia?" Or you said, "Hey, I do a podcast." No. <laughs> I already knew that he was going to be there. Oh, okay. He hit okay. me up. I got you. I got tailgate. you. We had some oh. We took some pictures. Everything was I gotcha. good. So While Michael, you, you listened at home at Virginia Beach. So you so you listened before, and then you said, "Hey Joe, are you going?" And he said, "Yeah." And you guys met up, and that's when that's I exactly I saw the picture. I saw the picture, and I'm like, "Oh well, I, I'm not that short. I'm at least average." <laughs> oh, oh, damn! Look, I remember that. That was a few years ago. Look, I'm taller than both Joe's, y'all. So I'm Joe's so out of it. tall. He's not that tall. Dude, I'm like I'm like five nine. He's not. <laughs> well, if you're five nine, you're taller than me. I'm five eight on a good day. If I have good posture, yeah. Well, if I do, if I stretch, taller shoes, man. If I stretch that day, I'm five eight. I used. I was on my tippy toes. I so I, yeah. I took a picture with Tyler, who's like six. What's Tyler? Six five, six six. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's yeah. six five. So I'm standing next to Tyler, and of course I'm like, well, I'm getting on my tippy toes. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be shorter than them anyway, but I'm going to try this. Well, well if you weren't my dumbass posted. <laughs> my dumbass posted it to Twitter. I had no idea. I, my that whoever took the picture had my feet in it. I didn't pay any attention. <laughs> oh, you wearing high heels, bro? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's advantages to being short. I don't have to duck for much. Things like that. So it's also true. Um. Uh. But hey, you can always find clothes. Yeah. True. Oh, dude, that's true. a problem. True. Ch- shoes, easy to find. Shoes yeah. is the problem. You no. Know, nine and a half tens. That's it. Fourteen that's mean, everywhere. Is the problem. Yeah. Joe, yeah, how tall are you? Six, special order your six, shoes, you big foot. Are you six one? Yeah. Six one. About I'm like six one, yeah. Okay. Right. It's he's six he's six, been... he's six foot and a half, is what it is. Yeah. If he stretches, he's six one. Hater. Uh, um well, right. listen, it was it was awesome to hear from Dom not in his uh mail truck. I know. You're not lying. Sounded a whole lot better. <laughs> he's practicing, he's practicing, he's gonna be he's gonna be coming out with his own podcast soon. So He's doing a recruiting oh, podcast, that. so that means me and Joe don't have to do it anymore. So right, Joe? No, that's not I can necessarily at, I can at, true. Hey, I can attest to the ECU crowd, all right? You know, I'm down here in Raleigh, and those guys are crazy. I mean, they're nuts. The ECU, like, fan base is, they supplanted SU as the uh, party school of the South. Oh, Really? Yeah. When was yeah, SU the 100%. party school of the South? The no, North. no, they. Well, it wasn't the South, but it was like number one party school in the the Northeast. Oh, no, or whatever. Yeah, at one yeah, point, he's saying he's saying ECU would be in the South, we'd but, be in the Northeast. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, ECU is nuts, dude. ECU is nuts. There's a lot of ECU Pirates. fans around here. Like I said, I love in the in the overtime, the accidental overtime. Uh, 
I love the logo. I love the boneyard. I just love, I just I think it's awesome. I love it. I mean, that's why I became a Raiders fan. It was the it was the it was the nostalgic icon of the emblem and the uniform and Bo Jackson that did it for me. You know, ECU's just a Sean just wants to be a pirate. It's just secretly. cool. <laughs> did, what did Disney did, Michael enters the bathroom? I did. How'd you know that? <laughs> <laughs> the whole echo changed, bro. The We've whole done this thing changed. Enough. Yeah. Um, well, all right, Michael. We appreciate you. We're going to let you take care of business. Okay. Um, yeah, I got to get. I got to feed my daughter. You know, I was the. I was the one that was that was uh, doing the bath. My daughter a bath. Oh, okay. I okay. was the bath told one. You. Right. Yep. Told right. you. All right. Yeah, okay. and sh- Joe was one hundred percent right. Three quarters of those things that you guys were talking about were definitely me. <laughs> you guys so. got to know the rules. You guys got to know the rules. <laughs> Like you could be giving your hey, kid look, a bath. He's gotten better. He's learning. Yeah, he's learning. learning. He does I'm, need better earbuds. And I got better headphones. You know what? You got headphones? Look, here's my suggestion. I meant to tell you this. Dude, the best earbuds that I have ever had, and I, I don't have any right now because I lost one, and then I just never bought another pair, were, are Raycons. That's what I was talking about. Raycon earbuds yeah, are Raycons. the best, dude. They're the best. No one knows you're on them when you're. You know how you get a lot of background noise. Raycons don't do that. They fit nice. They're perfect. Anyways, that's my dude. Earbuds. So I got AirPods Pro. They suck. I have a pair too. I don't use them. Dude, I can't hear anything. They I don't know suck. if it's the new. If they're new or whatever, I can't hear a <laughs> thing. So I overrated. Yeah, yeah. Not a big fan. So, well, I mean, for your podcast thing, it's a little bit different, but like, I, I don't know, man, I love them. I'm talking about mowing the lawn. I, I'm talking about mowing the lawn. My, my wife will try and talk to me. Can't hear a word she's saying. She's hitting me. You well, know, if she's got to get you. my attention, she, if she's got to hit yeah. you, they're working. Yeah, um, they're doing pretty well. <laughs> Anyways, I'll let uh, you guys go. Right, it's already long, I'm sure. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're killing time here. All right. We appreciate you. We will see you after the game. Feel free to come back. All right. You, you got my prediction? I did. 50, 51 to what? Oh, okay. 52 to 3. Oh, and what did Dominic yeah. say? Does anybody remember? His he is, said 44 to um, no, something. Seven. No. Dominic, he's, he, did, he's, he left. I think he did 31 to 10. I'll, I'll go back and oh, look. But you, but you had 34-21 um, against, against Louisville. So you would have won if you were, if you were an official host of the show you'd be in the lead right now but that's right i should but be. if you play all year if you play all year then maybe we can talk okay maybe i'll keep track for you all right oh please do all right because you know i gotta i gotta you know something to brag on joe about hey there you go we'll get an <laughs> spreadsheet <laughs> i love uh, it if you don't i'll keep track of it yeah joe's the spreadsheet guy <laughs> i'll get him on it uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right, Appreciate I'll talk it. To you later. All right, bud. Bye. All right, bye. All right, dude. Bye. Um, so it's just that easy. We appreciate, um, and the more people we get, the shorter those segments have to be. But we appreciate everybody yeah. for h- h- hitting up the green room if you're listening or talking or um, typing. We appreciate it. So uh, that is going to do it for us. And um, I think we got what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, four or five days. We're going to find out what's going on with this, and we will be back on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty excited about um, seeing Q's on the road and then uh, kind of analyzing it from there and hopefully uh, going into Purdue healthy. And that's all I yes. care about. So. Yeah. So that's going to be it for us. 
For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.